You are listening to the Anna Brandt Podcast for the year 2022. Anna Brandt has been a professional photographer for over 22 years and has taught worldwide in over 32 countries and continues to educate in person and online. My name is Ava Brandt and I am happy to welcome you to the third season of my mom's podcast channel. We hope you subscribe and stick around. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about the question that I receive all the time. Should I get a retail studio? Many photographers ask this question and the answer is really, there's no one answer for anybody really. Most photographers start with what? With just a camera in their hand, right? I don't really think I know anybody that says I want to become a photographer and the first thing they do is get a retail studio. I don't really, maybe there are, but I don't know any. Myself, I was a natural light amateur shooter for 10 years. The thought of ever getting a studio wasn't in my mind because I wasn't planning to become a professional photographer. When I first quit my day job and became a professional photographer, getting a retail studio was still not in my top five, not even on my top 10. Really, in the beginning, all I wanted to do was learn how to use my camera. That was it. I wanted to be comfortable with the tool that I had. I really loved the, just the magnificence of it all because I started with film. So the fact that you could take this black box and click it and develop film is such a wonder to me. It's, it really still is. I think it's one of the greatest inventions of life. And so when I became professional, I was like, yeah, I think I, I think I'm going to do this. I didn't say, oh, one day I'm going to get a, a studio. One day I'm going to do this. One day I'm going to do that. I would say I didn't say any of that for at least a couple of years. It was, gosh, I really need to learn how to use my camera and I really need to master my exposure and I need to learn how to develop film and Then I went on this infrared adventure and I really wanted to master infrared. And I remember at the time I would spend night and day mastering infrared and I did hand coloring of photos. And there were so many things I did along the way in my journey. Then it was, oh, I really want to learn how to use flash. And that was an, you know, another step. And then it was learning a light meter. That was a huge thing in my, oh my gosh. I remember learning a light meter seemed impossible to really understand how to use a light meter. And then from there, it was understanding how to diffuse and reflect and macro photography. I mean, I literally could check off the list of all the things I wanted to learn. And so I just kind of kept going like, oh, I want to do this and I want to do this. But I didn't have like 5,000 things I wanted to learn. And I'm glad I didn't because I think it would have been too overwhelming. I think right now, the biggest challenge is there's just too much information out there. And so the common question is, where do I start? And then once you get started, it's when do I get a studio? And there's a million questions along the way. Well, I don't think anyone should start out with a studio because I think when you start, you need to learn, you know, first how to use your camera, how to understand your business, how to make sure that you're making money and you're profitable so that you make sure that you can afford having a studio. Because we all know it's not just having a studio, just like having a house, it's not just having a house. It's paying for the electric and the utilities and furnishing it and the maintenance and the upkeep. And do you have a security alarm? And what about the insurance? And when you open and when are you closed? There's so many things to think about. 
When I did realize that I needed a studio, I was four years in my career and pregnant with my second child. And we were starting to run out of rooms in the house. You know, we had a four bedroom home. And so we had a guest room because my family would visit from New York. And so we had a home office and, you know, now we had a, you know, baby boy at the time. And now if we're going to have another child, something has to go. So the first thing to go is, you know, the guest room. And then with the The third child, it's like, well, what's going to go next? Well, there goes the home office. So, you know, kind of basically the kids kind of pushed me out of working at home because there are only so many places you can go. And so, you know, you can edit in the living room and the kitchen and you can go, you know, develop in the laundry room if you need to. But sooner or later, if you're going to raise a family or your business is going to grow and you want to hire staff, sooner or later, you might expand so much that you need some kind of space. Now, when I realized I needed space, I didn't want to be overwhelmed and I needed to find a place that was affordable. So my very first studio was 500 square feet and I paid $515 a month. I knew that even though I didn't have that much business, I knew I had enough that I could pay the rent every month, pay the utilities and make enough money to support this business I had and make sure that my expenses were taken care of. So people say or ask, how do I know I need a retail studio? Should I get one? And it really just depends on so many factors. Number one, why do you want a retail space? Do you want a retail space because there's no room at the house? because it's overwhelming trying to keep your house clean and prepare for clients to come over. I've heard so many stories of, you know, photographers having, you know, visitors all hours of the day or night, people just stopping by their home studio or situations where maybe the clients tend to mess up the house or start playing with their kids' toys and maybe going into rooms that they shouldn't be going into. Or what if your family gets sick, especially now with COVID and it's, you know, inviting people into your home and you've been sick, you know, is that such a good idea? Just keeping the house clean on a daily basis and making sure that works. Now, some people may have a home studio and it may be on the property in another building and it's separate from the home. And if that's ideal, why do you feel that you need a retail space? Some people say it's exposure. Other people say they just want a space outside of their home. Some people may not be able to work out of their home. So it could be a zoning issue. Maybe you want to grow. Maybe you want to add staff. Maybe you want to record a podcast and you're tired of doing it in your closet at home. I would say sit down with a pen and paper and write down all of the reasons that you feel you need a retail studio. Now, people will say, can you grow more? Can you make more money in a retail studio? And there's, you know, people that will say, yes, absolutely. I tripled my business. And then there are other people that will say, well, I tripled my business at home too. And I think that the answer is valid, meaning that you can double, triple, grow your business really at home or retail space. You know, I can say, oh yes, my business like doubled and tripled once I went to a retail space. But was it truly because of a retail space or was it just that time in the economy or was it just that time in my career? You know, so it's it's hard to really say what the factors are. I can tell you that for me, it was simply because I was out of space. And even though I wanted to be home as much as I could with my children, 
I feel that I needed a little space that I could call my own for client sessions. One that I'd be able to keep clean because my kids wouldn't be all over it and I could just go there, do my shoots and go back home. So my first studio was, like I said, it wasn't that big. It was only 500 square feet. I had a good size shooting room teeny tiny office, just enough room for a desk, a bookshelf. I had a playpen for my daughter and a drafting table because I used to hand color photos. I had a front reception area that was just a desk and a round table, just big enough for ordering. My clients used to call it my FedEx drop-off location because it was literally the size as some of those little FedEx drop-off spots. It was small, but it was my place. It was affordable. I could go there when the kids were asleep and I had someone at home and it was just my space. And I loved, I loved that space. It helped me grow my business. Was it responsible for changing my life financially? I mean, yes and no. I mean, my business definitely grew. I was selling product. I was doing IPS, but I had a beautiful little showroom. I took care to decorate the studio really nice and have samples and we had books and frames so clients could come in and see all the beautiful samples, see, you know, the things that they wanted to purchase. But honestly, I would have that at home too. I think, did it look better in a studio? Absolutely. Could I have achieved the same thing in my home? Of course. And I've been to some beautiful home studios around the world in so many different countries where I'll enter someone's home studio and it's gorgeous. Maybe they have a separate entrance or, you know, they have the hallways decorated. And I always envy. There was a studio I went to where her entire downstairs was a basement converted to a studio. She had several rooms. She had a kitchen. She had an office. She had a storage area. It was just a little place of heaven. And I thought, oh, how fun is that, that you can just go downstairs and and work and shoot whenever you feel like it and then go back up and go to bed. And so I think there's some fabulous home studios. And I think if I had one of those studios, I don't think I would ever leave. And so whether you have a space on your property, whether you have a quiet area in your home, you know, if you have a place that you truly love and your clients love it, don't put pressure on yourself to move. There's really no reason to, unless you truly want to leave your house. And so when people say, should I get a retail studio? I say, why do you want one? And if they say, oh, but I have this beautiful, wonderful home studio and everybody loves it, then I say, then stay there. But then there's the, but, 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 but I have dogs, but we've been sick, but I want a place to call my own, but I'm running out of room, but we want more children. Then all of those buts, you have to say, okay, are those buts you know, are they valid and do they mean so much to you that you need to sit down and reevaluate your long-term goals and say, mm, yeah, you know what? It's probably a good idea if I go and get additional space. Then what you do is you look around and you find something in your budget. You don't want to overspend because look, as COVID has shown us, you never know when, when things can happen. And many people lost their studios and had to shut down, not just because of COVID, because of you know natural disasters or other things. In my episode three last week with Margarita Rentas, you know, she explained how she had to close her retail studio because of the hurricane in Puerto Rico. And so natural disasters can happen. You know, COVID can happen. I mean, illnesses can happen. I mean, there's so many different things that can happen in in life. And so there's no guarantee that if you get a retail studio, you'll be able to keep it forever. 
I know many of stories where people have had retail spaces and they've had to shut it down and go back to working on their own. And if you're in that place, maybe it's not so bad because you do have overhead, you do have insurance and you do have rent and it's someone else's space unless you've bought the building. If you've bought the building, that's fantastic, but it still brings on more expenses. At the end of the day, you really need to sit down and think about where you are now. Where do you want to be tomorrow, the next year, even five years from now? What is your long-term vision? Maybe when you look at your long-term goals, you can still achieve those in the space you're in now. But if you feel that maybe you cannot then think about looking for a retail space and think about expanding your horizons, but make sure you do the due diligence and make sure that you negotiate the lease that makes sense for your business and make sure, or whether you're buying a a property or not, and make sure that you can afford it and don't overspend and get yourself in a situation where you can't pay your rent because that's very stressful. And whether you want to hire people and all the things that come along with it really weigh the pros and cons. I love having a studio. Over the years, I've had a couple studios. I've upgraded. I still know that I don't have enough space. I have three different spaces. We'd love to all be in one big, fat, huge space. But will that solve all of our issues? Probably not. And for now, I'm comfortable where I am. I really love the space that I'm in. And I think that there's always, you know, something better, always something bigger. But that doesn't always mean it's the right situation or right place for you at this moment. So I would say stop envying someone else's studio. We all do it. I visit studios around the world and sometimes I walk into a space and I'm like, oh, if I only had this space, I would just think how amazing I could be. You don't want to go down that thought pattern. You want to make sure that you can do the work now in the space that you're in. It doesn't mean you can't have big dreams and big goals, but don't let that hinder you from being amazing now. You can be amazing in your garage. You can be amazing in your basement. You could be amazing just walking around this earth with just your camera. I know many amazing creators around the world that don't have a retail space to call their own and they produce amazing work and make a lot of money doing it. So I don't think that the answer is yes, you have to have a retail space because it's going to give you more money. I don't think that that's the answer. I think that what you have to do is say, hmm, the space that I'm in now, is it conducive for the environment that I need? Is it making me the best that I can be and is allowing me to be profitable and create? If it's not, then you need to think about what is it that you need that's going to make you the best version of you. And you may say, well, Anna, for me to be the best version of me means I need a retail space in the center of town and I need beautiful windows that I can decorate and I need, you know, shelves from Ikea that I can organize and I need endless props. But do you really, do you really, that would be nice, but don't let those wishes and dreams prevent you from being amazing now. Maybe look at the space you're in, reorganize, purge a little bit, and make it the best that you can be. And when you've done all you can and you're ready to grow, then take the step. But do it wisely and make sure that you don't go into a space that you can't afford to work and then you're stressed out about the financial burden because that's not a good place to be either. So do I have an answer for you about whether you should have a retail space or not? No, because I don't know your situation. I can tell you a few things. We're all going to think that someone else's space is better than ours. This is true whether it's a car, a house, a garage, a she shed. 
an RV, a retail studio, a boutique, you name it. Someone will always have one that's prettier, cleaner, more organized than yours. And there will also be other people that don't have any space and have nothing compared to what you have. Be grateful in whatever space you have now and just find a way to be the best creative, authentic self that you can be. Write down your hopes and dreams in your future and create a vision board and tackle one project at a time. Achieve one challenge at a time. And before you know it, you'll be living the life that you're meant to live. My name is Anna Brandt. Thanks for listening. Did you like this podcast? We would love it if you gave my mom a kind review and reach out to her. To learn more about Anna, visit AnnaBrandt.com. You can find out about her education opportunities at AnnaBrandtEducation.com.